Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. Now we're going to talk about how can we thrive in today's very complex world. My guest is Susan Lambert. She is a licensed psychotherapist, teacher, and spiritual practitioner whose successful 25-year private practice has included cognitive, insight-oriented, and mindfulness approaches with the diverse clientele of all ages. She gained advanced degrees in psychotherapy from New York University and teaching arts from University of the Arts, and she began her journey to integrate psychological study with spiritual practice in the arts. And today we're going to talk really about, you know, what her path has been and her mantra, which is learn and grow with curiosity and focus using the mind, the body, and the heart to thrive in everyday life. And she deals with lots of complex issues, and we'll talk about some of them today and how we can thrive in our life. Welcome, Susan. Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. What a lovely introduction. I'm, I'm so pleased to be speaking with you. Oh, wonderful. Well, you know, there's so much that's been happening in our world today. There's more change than ever before. Uh, you see it in the workplace where people work 25, 30 years, no longer. We saw mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50 year marriages. You don't see that as much anymore. You know, we mm-hmm. saw, uh, we're seeing a lot of health issues. So we're seeing a lot of change very quickly. Our world mm-hmm. situation changes daily and it makes mm-hmm. people feel and I can speak for myself, you feel um, wobbly. You don't feel secure. You feel like, oh, my God, is the shoe going to drop? Now, I'm, I'm sure you deal with this in your practice, but share a little bit of your insights with us about people that you're working with, particularly in the world of vast and immense change today. Yeah, you know, Patricia, that's really, that's really a profound question um, because I think that um, the wisdom about this issue of change is that it's always been this way and that change is the only thing we can count on, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is perhaps one of the most supreme life skills that we can all attend to is how do we navigate change? Um, mm-hmm. Indeed, how do we feel day-to-day with the shifting sands underneath us. It's a great way to describe it. I think that's really, and, and of course, especially today, we do feel that um, because of so much change in, in the environment, in the way governments and leadership is working, in, in like you said, in illness, in, in our physical world, in um, technology. I mean, everything has changed so much. Certainly, you and I grew up very differently in our 20s than most of the clients that I see now are in their 20s and 30s. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very different world. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like um, a lot of... So I, think, so I think that number one is, is the thing about we, we need to be trying to learn to attend to our inner life so that we can yes. go out to our outer world, to our relationships, and then to the macro, right? And, and I'm sure that your listeners are going, oh, man, I can't, I can't handle the macro. And I would, I would say, listen, there are days when I can't handle thinking about the macro either. 
Um, but I think that if we start from inside and we're attending to what's going on with my nervous system, how, you know, am I attending to my body? What do I eat? How do I move? Do I know that exercise boosts my mood? Do I know that relating to other people in a, in a way that somehow infused with some kind of conscious gratitude and some kind of conscious giving and compassion actually makes me feel better and actually helps me have mm-hmm. a sense of belonging in, in mm-hmm. some community. Um, how can I start there? You know, that's where we need to start and then move along to the greater changes and the sea of, frankly, mm, Conflict. You know, we we have lots and lots of ups and downs now, right? Mm-hmm. That we're all dealing with, and I think many of us feel like, "Wow, I thought if I just had a goal, I could be on a trajectory that would keep going forward." And then we right. learn, "Oh, I, it kind of never just goes forward. It's always going to be ups and downs." And that's the thing yeah. we've got to learn to tolerate, to work yeah. with to maybe find some clarity just in our minds, quietness in our minds, which is where the mindfulness piece comes in that we hear so much about in today's, um, not just mental health world, but the word mindfulness is everywhere we go now, right? Um, But there's a reason for that. Um, Well, uh, and mindfulness is, you know, mindfulness has been around for centuries and probably from the beginning of time. Now it's a very Mm -hmm. hot word. And as you said, because we don't have the balance and something you said that's so interesting is that we have to find the inner peace and the balance inside. Now, it's Mm -hmm. true we are affected by outside circumstances and that affects Mm -hmm. all of us. But we've Mm -hmm. got to get that grounding inside. And I think that's a challenge. I mean, it's something I work on daily to be Mm -hmm. able to say. Okay, that mm-hmm. happened. And, and and what has helped me is that mm-hmm. even though I still go through it, because I'm aware, I can say, mm-hmm. look how I reacted or look at how this is affecting me. And mm-hmm. as though I'm a different person, then I mm-hmm. can deal with it more inside and say, you know, I'm, I'm a little off. I overreacted to that or that's bothering me too much. Why am I letting mm-hmm. it? And, but I know I'm mm-hmm. so aware. And I think just mm-hmm. having that awareness that I think mm-hmm. mindfulness can do for you makes a difference. Yeah, and, and and I think you're saying something that's really key, or at least is is a real a really important value to me that people can use in an active way. Right? Is curiosity, like the way that you're telling me that you talk to yourself, is in a curious way, <laughs> not in a Patricia. Bah, why did you react that way? What's wrong with you? You know, we're we're our self talk needs a lot of healing. You know, um, in the world, and and that curious way that you're able to talk to yourself, believe it or not, is very powerful and sends very powerful messages to the brain to to be a little quieter and a little more attentive, like you, you're saying, geez, I wonder why. And, and boy, I have that too. I mean, I'm working on that daily as well. And sometimes mm-hmm. I do pretty well and sometimes I fall down, you know. Um, yeah. But it is indeed that inquiry and that inquisitiveness and the kindness behind it. So it's kind that, of like... I was going to say that. Yeah, is the kindness. Yeah, yeah. It, it and is. I, I'm going to give you an example because it yeah, happened please. for me. I'm going to give you an example. I think it probably could be anybody's example. But we all have our hot buttons. And so I'm working on a project and it's very specific. But I have a lot more to bring to the project. And I, I have sometimes have felt like I'm just looked at in that one project instead of all of the other things I can bring to the table. And we recently had 
excited about, look, this is what I can bring. And it was almost, it was almost an anger behind it. It was very strong and I knew it mm-hmm. and they listened. And the feedback I got was, look, we know what you're doing and we think it's outstanding and we're not, mm-hmm. you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I came back from that saying to myself, why, why could, why did I react that way? Well, it's very obvious. Why? Because I felt I wasn't being valued. I felt my work, mm-hmm. and that's what it all comes down to. So I could mm-hmm. yell at myself and say, well, you should have been much sweeter and kinder and said, oh, but I wasn't, and it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And they got it, and they because they heard it in my tone. They mm-hmm. said, you know, we recognize what you're doing. But I know why, because I felt mm-hmm. that my everything I was bringing to the table wasn't really valued. And that's mm-hmm. a hot button for me. You know, Patricia, I really appreciate your transparency, and I'm sure your listeners do as well. Um, I'm sure that's why they like to tune in and and listen to you um, speak with your guests, because, you know, I think this is something huge, and it's what we're all we're all struggling with. And you're right; it's kind of a core. It's another core um, challenge, I'll say, about being human, about the challenge of being human, is that we really want to be seen. We need to be seen. We want to be seen. We want to be understood. And so the idea in our relationships, whatever they are, we want to try to understand, to see, to witness, but also to be seen and be understood. And sometimes that's painful for us because we don't really know because we can't always be second-guessing other people. This is why, again, we go back to as much as we can to sort of treat ourselves and our moments of reactivity, which, which is, you know, universal, as much as we can yeah. talk to ourselves and talk ourselves through it like we would if we had a little child who came home from school and had had trouble uh-huh. or whose teacher was a little unkind yeah. about her not knowing how to tie her shoes. Yeah. We would be loving and exactly. kind to her. We wouldn't say, you right. should already know how to tie your right. shoes. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like if we think of it like that, we think, oh, wow, I could be helping myself like you were saying. And, yeah. you know, if we are reactive, and I'm reactive sometimes too, we can say, okay, I was kind of reactive there. That's a tough one for me. Like for me, Patricia, it's unresponsiveness. That's very hard for me. So that's a mm. button for me. So I've mm. got to really, you know, I need to be kind of on that and be breathing. And if it's happening to me, and if I feel a little inflamed, I'm breathing, I'm trying to stay present, yeah. I'm weathering it. And then I'm, if I can, do what you're talking about and say, huh, what was going on there? Oh, yeah. Well, probably that was me. That was my inner right. voice. They probably were just doing what they're doing and being who they are. That's right. really 99.9% of the time, right? Absolutely. And where I was fortunate is that they they recognized it in my tone and they said, listen, we value everything you're bringing to the table. Mm. And, it was, it, and, that, and that I thought was good. Because it, mm-hmm. it showed that it mm-hmm. whatever I did it didn't come across in a negative way, you know. It almost came also, across like, "Hey, listen, I'm frustrated." You know? Well, so, and also um, it shows so, yeah, you. It, it, so yeah. I think that that can be helpful too when you look at when you go back and you review everything, right? You Absolutely. go back and you do the scene again. It it also shows you too. I mean, yesterday I think was the 75th anniversary when Anne Frank was sent to Auschwitz. And I don't mean to bring up something so horrible, but Anne Frank uh, believed that people were essentially good. And I think that comes up for me right now because what's lovely about this little story you just told is that they saw you. 
They saw that you yes. had a little bit of a struggle, and they were good with yes. helping you out with it. Yes. They helped you yeah. out, and that's what we want. We want to be able to develop as humans in a, in a tiny community, which could be a family of three. It could be a workplace of eight people. It could be a company of 100. It could be a country. It could be a state. We want to learn to accept each other as being human and fallible, and, and, and not even fallible, but that we have we have hot buttons, we have sensitivities, we have things that we need to help ourselves with and that we also could help others. And by the way, it's really good for us to help others. It makes Absolutely. us happier, healthier. But I, but, I, but I think the work you're doing, and we have about a minute before break, I think the work you're yeah. doing, Susan, is to help people become more aware instead of hiding it because we hide all this. Yeah. We, we yeah. put it under the table and then we get sick. You know, or mm-hmm. we're angry, or we're we're not. We don't own it, and I think if we That's can right. do that more, even if it's going to hurt us, it's still we're feeling it. We're getting it out. We're dealing with it. Absolutely, we can tolerate our pain and we can tolerate our feelings, and and that's what we're really that's what we're after. Exactly right. You know, we don't need to hide. We we're fully human, and we're all in the same boat. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're talking to Susan Lambert more about. Well, about resilience, about mm-hmm. trauma, about struggle, and how can we uh, how can we bring more joy, and how can we thrive in our lives? And again, uh, Susan Lambert, you can log on to susan-lambert.com. She is a licensed psychotherapist, teacher, and spiritual practitioner who's been in private practice for over twenty five years. So, and combines both the holistic and the practical and works with mindfulness and cognitive issues as well as insight-oriented issues, and works with clientele of all ages. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin for the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. We're talking about how to thrive in our very stressful world today. My guest is Susan Lambert, who is a licensed psychotherapist, teacher, and spiritual practitioner whose successful 25-year private practice has included cognitive, insight-oriented, and mindfulness approaches with a diverse clientele of all ages. And she talks about sort of her mantra, which is learn and grow with curiosity and focus your mind using the mind, body, and heart. And that's how you can thrive in everyday life. Welcome back, Susan. Thank you so much, Patricia. Let's talk about that word before we talk about anything else, curiosity. Mm-hmm. How does that help you thrive? You know, curiosity is actually very powerful, first of all, because of the big broom and boom in brain research in the last 10 years. We've learned that curiosity literally changes the brain. And, you know... Um, For example, a brain that believes it thrives on stress, a person that thinks they thrive on stress, which I'm here to say to you guys out there listening, we do not thrive on stress. (laughs) That brain is going to look a lot different from the brain that is using curiosity as the tool, right, as a motivator. If we're observing, if we're asking ourselves questions, if we're stumbling and then we're curious about, wow, how did I stumble again? Huh, we're going to learn. And learning is very powerful for us. It's healthy. It's like eating green vegetables, learning. And curiosity leads us to learning. And learning leads us to a kind of stability in our system. It helps us develop the kind of experiences we want to have. It helps us make decisions that have more clarity. So curiosity really is a very powerful action. It's an action in in my world. (laughs) I teach it as an active Thing rather than just kind of, oh, I'm a curious type person. No, I use curiosity to learn and to shape my life and my, my experiences. So I think it's very powerful. Mm, very much so. Let's mm. talk about resilience and struggle because there is mm-hmm. a lot of struggle today. And part of being resilient is being curious. Talk about resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that resilience is a big word. Now, we... I, I think in our culture, at least, perhaps, there's been a little bit of a, I might say lazy, I don't really love the word lazy, but there's been a little bit of a lazy interpretation at times in the last century about resilience, thinking that people are either resilient or they're not, you know, or they're born resilient. Like you'll hear people say things like, well, my first child just was naturally resilient. This person isn't so resilient. And it's really not that simplistic. We, we can learn resilience and all humans have resilience in them. And indeed, some people might appear to be a little more resilient than another per- than, than other people, but we can learn resilience. And resilience and struggle is really, I feel, it's partly about what you were talking about. If we can learn that struggle is simply going to be a part of our lives, it's going to be a part of our development, our experience, and what we deal with cyclically, ongoing all the time. Hopefully we're not struggling every single day in every manner, but we will always have some struggles. And so the resilience then could become a more benign 
and not so finite or arbitrary word, but rather something that we use, again, in an active way, something that we feel is active in us. I struggle and I'm resilient. When I struggle, how do I handle the struggle? How do I perceive it? What help do I seek out for that struggle? Do I know what kind of help I need? What do I need to soothe myself after I've struggled? What do I need to help me meet that challenge? All those things are actually elements of resilience. It's not simply a natural thing that we have or we don't have. Resilience is something we can build up, like we're going to the gym and starting with the three-pound weights, and then we go to the five-pound weights, and maybe we stay at the five-pound weights because we know the five-pound weights is our limit. So it's really, again, what you said, Patricia, about awareness and learning more and more about who am I, what's hard for me, how do I help myself, what's easier for me, etc. It's that kind of thing. Resilient, we all have the capacity for resilience. And in fact, of course, in today's world, you know, we, we need a lot of resilience, you know. It's a tough world. 2019, we've come into a place that where there are a lot of, like we said earlier, micro challenges in terms of longer work hours, you know, more complicated relationships, and then macro challenges like the, like the planet, like, you know, big cities, like economic stuff, like leadership stuff. So the resilience, we need it, but we have it and we can build it. So, so important. What about stress and anxiety and certainly using resilience when we have stress but stress is not necessarily anxiety but it can lead to it talk about that exactly right well I think that you know in some cases it's like splitting hairs a little bit saying that there's a difference between stress and anxiety but I you know I I treat a lot of people and I know a lot of people where anxiety, you know, anxiety, frankly, is epidemic today. And, and, you know, no surprise, there's a lot of anxiety out there. And anxiety has many, many faces, as does stress. But stress is the kind of thing that's like, it's like a pressure. It, also, there are a lot of... Um, misinterpretations around stress, like a lot of people will argue they need stress to be motivated. They, they feel more alive in their job, let's say, if they feel the stress, kind of like feel the burn at the gym. And we've become a little too cozy with stress. And stress, I'm here to tell everyone, does not help us. It's not good for our motivation. It doesn't help us get ahead. No. Stress is a thing that seizes our nervous system that makes our brain race and probably go too quickly and oftentimes get too scrambled. It makes us forget. Stress causes irritability. Stress causes us not to sleep because stress is kind of like a relentless, um, I don't know, a relentless being just pounding on us so that, you know, somehow we feel like we have this heavy pressure on us. Anxiety, on the other hand, is something that also takes on many forms, and and we would have to do a whole episode on anxiety. But anxiety is something that's more likely um, either genetic in us. It's, um, It's something that's come perhaps from our childhood. It's something that, you know, sort of appears as in terms of, worry or obsessional behaviors or self-worth, which of course can come up with stress too. But that's kind of a a really quick, quick, quick bullet point difference. Um, 
you can be a very stressed out person in your job and not necessarily be a generally anxious person, you know. Um, and you can be an anxious person but not actually feel tremendous stress um, having an infant, you know, the stress of learning the new things for a new baby. Um, so that's the splitting hairs thing, you know. Similar, but not exactly the same. Susan, we've only got about a minute left, so this is all such important information. Tell us Mm -hmm. what you'd like to leave our listeners with and then how they can find you. I'd love to leave your listeners with um, take the lead from this wonderful show that Patricia Raskin is giving you where she's, she's really looking to be transparent, to be honest with herself, to ask herself questions. And I assume also to reach out to people around her to learn more and more about how to navigate and manage her own world inside and out and to become more and more buoyant. I would leave you with the idea that we're not trying to be perfect, perfectly happy, or free from anything negative. We're looking to be curious about ourselves and others to try to find a feeling of buoyancy where we can walk out the door in the morning and feel like we can go out into the world and be ourselves and accept that and be accepted. And this takes some work, and there are a lot of different ways to do that work. Um, And some of the work is exciting, and some of it's very challenging and hard, but it's okay. It's like a great workout. And you can find me online at my website, susan-lambert.com. You can find me at my podcast website, inthebalance.life, or you can find me by contacting Patricia. And um, or find anybody in your area. Uh, I do work with people on Skype, but if you if you're not near where I am, which is New York City or Cape Cod, find someone locally. If you want to have a partnership in untangling some of this ball of yarn that we're all working with. All right. Thank you so much, Susan Lambert, psychotherapist. Log on to susan-lambert.com. Stay on the line for a second, Susan. Thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all these wonderful upcoming guests. Uh, Until next time, as I always close my show, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.